Hello and welcome to the Two Guys One Game podcast. My name is Bill Buckle Bill. I'm the chocolate kid. Uh, this week we have an interesting topic, but b- b- before we talk about our topic, let's talk about our special guests. I'll let you introduce him, kid. Drum roll. Well, you know, I thought he could introduce himself. He's a, a big chap. Big well, <laughs> I don't think that's the best way to introduce anyone. Unless, <laughs> Depends what bar you're already threatened you. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the um, the title of the show is already pretty exclusory. So either I'm a game or... There we go. Well, look, I'll, I'll jump in there for you. So th- this is the, the the beautiful lads. You can't see him because we're not not doing this. This is purely audio. Um, but uh, oh, is yeah. it? Oh, what's the fucking point then? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hoping to do is put a bit of footage over. So when anyway, leave that. Yeah. Okay. Me. Oh. Okay. Fine. Right. Kid. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. uh, the topic of this week's discussion then, kid. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the Commodore 64, which is fuck yeah, one of the first video game experiences. What I had, um, yep. my first one of all time was an Einstein, which is like an old computer style thing, an Einstein thing. We only had like two or three games for it. One called Chucky Egg, one called Oh Mummy. Those are the only two. And I remember there was some kind of skateboarding game, but I, I don't remember. Um, what that was, but then after that we got the Commodore 64. So it must have been, I don't know, late 80s that we got one, and it's pretty. Yeah, I think damn sweet. S- sim- similar for me. I think we had an Atari, and I think well, we definitely had an Atari. We had an Spectrum, but the Commodore 64 was my first console. It was shared with with my brother. I got three brothers, four, no, three brothers. That's right. It's four of us in total. Good maths. Um, and there's like a, a, a chunk of time between us. So the two elder ones had the Atari and Spectrum, um, and then the two younger ones we got the Commodore 64. Mm. And that and that for me was properly the the first uh, instilled love of gaming, I would imagine. Yeah, um, that's and where I, I got and mine. I, and, and I believe that an insight we've got as well is that Laz never owned and has never played on a C64. So we've got to oi, oi. Uh, try and ed- educate. Oh, him. hang on, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, C64, not N64, yeah, yeah, apologies, yeah, yeah. apologies. So, oh. so what, what we're hoping yeah. to do, Laz, is, is we're going we're gonna to talk about our, our top top 10. We're doing top 10? Well, yeah, well, I want to give, so do you know, Laz, what do you know of the Commodore 64? Have you even heard of Very, very little, other than it's almost as old as you guys are. Actually, it's older. And we invited Laz because... I represent the ignorant youth, Will, <laughs> which is a scary thought. <laughs> yes. We can take Yes, okay. Good, good, good. Basically, the Commodore, Commodore 64 was a computer-based console it wasn't actually a games console as such as opposed to all those mechanical clockwork ones yeah it was, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it was a it was like a computer it had a keyboard it had right. its own monitor like an old like packard bell computer sort of thing are we talking cartridges that you take out and blow to make them work no we're talking tapes. cassette tapes and cassette then they did have, okay, some, right, right, some right, did right, have right. cartridges and so you, I think actually, you could get cartridges, cartridges yeah. and they also had um big f- actual floppy disks you know the floppy floppy disks Oh, I didn't um, have any of those. Hold on. I only know floppy disks in one form, which is floppy disks. Yeah. And it's a bigger, floppier version of... <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like, floppy similar disks... Similar idea, but less gigabyte. Uh, sorry, gigabytes. Kilobytes. They probably, probably yeah. bytes. wasn't even kilobytes. <laughs> it probably would have been kilobytes. But, yeah, because the floppy disks, they were the size of... They were kind of... 
they were much bigger. They were about four times the size of... Like a cereal box. It wasn't that much smaller than that, to be fair. <laughs> and they were actually floppy, which is why they were floppy disks, whereas floppy disks now are not well, actually, you know you can bang them on a oh, be careful when you say floppy disks now it really makes you seem like you're not in touch with the world <laughs> well I've yeah. got I've got a funny story which I'll share maybe in the outro if we do something. my um, I've got a CD written on pre-order <laughs> <laughs> is it a writer or a reader sorry what these discs are so compact yeah um, sorry, but yeah so the awesome. games came on discs and uh, sorry a disc and but mainly on tape and that was the thing they, they came on a cassette tape and you had your keyboard and i remember do you remember how you had to play the games bill do you remember what you had yeah, to do you had to do a command and then yeah. put the tape in and then it would say press play on the tape and then press any key is that yes. right but there were a couple of different ways so the way i would do it is you put so the tape deck. Oh, by the way, the tape deck didn't actually come with it. Um, I was actually doing a little bit of research, oh, believe it or not. So the tape deck separately? was a separate thing. So because it was oh. essentially a PC, a computer, so you, ha you had the tape deck <laughs> and you put the tape in and you close it down and then you press shift, run, stop. Does that ring any shift bells? Shift and run, stop. Yes, shift it and does. run, stop, which isn't even a button anymore. On tape. Yes, so and then it was like, we're talking like a classic. CDOS, CDOS run, oh. find key, and, get door. And the thing is, it, essentially. it kind of, I'm trying to say, it sounded a bit like almost, I'm trying to compare it to like dial-up internet. Um, when it was loading, it was like a real frantic -y noise, wasn't it? There, well, there wasn't much of a noise, but it was, no. it, it was the colours. It had the whole screen, because it was on tapes, it would take sometimes mm. like five minutes to load a game. And there would be like... If it didn't crash. Yeah. Oh, if it didn't fucking crash, yeah. Maybe and you had two go, sides as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, yeah, I found if you, you had, I had some tapes which had more than one game on them. And so the tape deck had oh, a counter on it. And it would tell you counter. if you want to play yeah. this game, fast forward to 555 on the tape deck or whatever. And so you had to always rewind the tape. And then, oh, it was, it was so well, good. But it was, an, it was an effort that you didn't mind. No, no. Um, well, you didn't know any better whereas, back then whereas, either, did you? I was say, whereas these days, you'd be like, oh my God, it's taken four seconds, it's not loaded. What is wrong with this game? Fair, some of them now ridiculous. take just as long as modern games to load. Some mm. of them take a few minutes. So this is, this is the classic, we had to earn our games when we were <laughs> we young. Yeah, <laughs> and we were grateful. We could play one game per month. <laughs> yeah, and they had eight pixels in these games on the Commodore. The Commodore was actually all clean with tone. But see, what what I loved about some of the Commodore sixty four games, I don't know if we're going to get onto this when we come into it, but some of them, while they were loading, had a loading game which was typically Space yeah. Invaders. I so had, you could play Space yes. Invaders while you waited for your game to load. I used to have Ghostbusters, and that was the game oh. that, that played while you loaded. But um, also, so you did, it had controller ports on it. Most of the games you would play with the key, well, not really most, but some of the games you'd play with the keyboards as you know you would now. Um, but you also had the joysticks, but they were the, you know, like these kind of joysticks. And they only had one button. So you had one button and your joystick. Um, I actually also had a light gun for my one, which was very similar to the Ooh. NES light gun. Um, and I have some, I had some amazing games for the light it gun. So there was some a good light gun for the C64. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still got it. Yeah, yeah I've actually still got it. Um, yeah, we'll have to do a video because I've, I've still got the whole lot. It's, I love it. I love it. And I remember like games were cheap. 
games were like two pound fifty. You could two pound fifty, three pounds. You'd buy them in Toys R Us in in Southampton, and they'd be really yeah. cheap. Um, yeah. uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're joking about that. And right now, you can buy games for two or three pounds or less. Um, but they weren't True. the current. They weren't the current but games. And that brand was the point, new games, it? yeah. Brand new game would be a couple of quid. And yeah. I actually, while I was doing my research, this is very interesting. So I also used to get a Commodore sixty four <laughs> magazine called <laughs> Zap. <laughs> Sorry, I just um, love it when you have to preface with, this is interesting. So well, I thought it was interesting. Please, please listen and don't take the piss, <laughs> which of course inevitably yeah. makes people like me want to not listen and take the piss. Now well, I'll be quiet. Carry on, because it's important. It's like walking into a room and going, everyone, I'm handsome. <laughs> <laughs> which you never need to say, Laz. Yeah, exactly. Basically, if normally, if you weren't, the, the, the C64 was very much used for programming as well as games. And in a lot of magazines and stuff, at the back of the magazine, they would have five or six pages of code. And yep. you would just copy this code word for word onto the Commodore 64. Because when, when you turned it on, the main screen was a blue screen, wasn't it? It was a blue screen yep. and it just had a curve. It was like... Um, DOS. DOS. It was like DOS. DOS, basically, but with a big blue screen. And basically, you could follow this code... And it would load an actual game. You would literally be typing in the code for a game, but it would be about five pages worth of code, and it would include all the graphics. And all the tapes were were that code that was in the back of the manu- and back of the magazine, just recorded onto a tape. If that makes sense. Think, so, so you could the- program all the games directly onto the console yourself if you knew how to code. Well, I think I also that's interesting. The- the point to make is they were just regular cassette tapes as well. Um, yeah, you could it, delete it, over them. And, and, yeah, and if you had, like I had, a hi-fi with two tape deck, you could play your game and record it with the other one and give a copy to your mates. Or oh, I never did that. If you, got it, if you got it, obviously, then you would, you know, so pirating in the early days, cassette tapes, and they said that would kill computers. <laughs> Didn't, yeah. did it. Um, and then every now and then you'd be playing Frogger and all of a sudden Born to Run would start <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> that would be, yeah, and, that would be amazing. I, I love, I'm, I'm kind of playing C64 bingo a little bit with my list here because Frogger didn't make my top 10, but it was definitely in the running. So there we go. I've got Frogger so far. Nice. I was going to have Ghostbusters, but as I said earlier before the actual start of recording, when I was looking at the Wikipedia to see if there were any I was missing out on, I didn't realise there were so many thousand games for the C64. There's, yeah, like, there was... Um, phenomenal amount. I was thinking there's probably going to be a few hundred. And I was like, no, there were literally like, was there 3,000-odd on the on that Wikipedia site, which may not be all of yeah. them. And I, I, got to, I got to the end of F and went, no, I'm going to have to stop. Cause well, there's I, approximately 10,000 commercial titles, but that includes development tools and things like that as well. So, mm. But it, it's a good, there's thousands and thousands. I mean, to um, power-wise, it was essentially the same, it was 8-bit, so it was kind of like NES. Mm. I wouldn't say it's quite as powerful as a NES. Wait, why was it called the C64 if it's 8-bit? Uh, don't know. That's a good question. That sounds like, um, oh, can we get our um, producer, um, uh, Dave? Uh, sorry, you're not, you don't see one in the video, Laz, but there's a, Dave, can you just do some research for us and add it later um, in, <laughs> in, this, in this podcast about why it's called the C64? Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page now. It's probably in here somewhere. It'll be, it's okay. probably 64 kilobytes rather than 64 anything else. Hey, 
No kid. I mean, given that it's binary, like it's it's got to be. Oh, here we are. Yeah, the C64 took its name from its 64 kilobytes of RAM. Kilobytes. Powerhouse. Absolute powerhouse. Kilobytes. So 64 kilobit. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say that's pretty. Oh, K, not G. Yep. Cool. Right, shall we um, should, should we fire into our into our top ten? Do you, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, thank I you for keeping this on track, Will, because I will just keep making puns, and Martin will keep responding to them. It, it, yeah. It's fine. It, it is difficult for us for us to go backwards and forwards, um, <clears throat> and we do try and keep linear. So I'll, I'll try. I'll try and be tight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick us off, kid. If that's all right. Yeah, I've not got a top ten. I'm, I've just got some games. What I remember. Okay. Cool. Well, so. That's not going to work, but let's just do it anyway. <laughs> um, so, ranked number 10 on my list was a game called Spy Hunter. Do you, do yeah. you remember Spy Hunter, kid? Yes, I didn't. I've never played so, it. But I, because it's um, a lot of these games will have been on the NES and stuff like that, because they were out and around at the same time. So, mm. I think yeah, I've I was, seen Spy Hunter on the NES. Yeah, I was surprised at how many games when I was looking through the Wikipedia ones. I was like, no way was that. Like that film, mm. Terminator 2, I was like, people weren't still playing the Commodore 64 when Terminator 2 came out. But I yeah. guess they probably were. It, it um, so Spy, like Spy Hunter was, was a, was a top-down, I'm very good with my descriptions of games here, um, was a top-down one where you were a car, a little car. I think, did you ever play Grand Theft Auto, the first one? Is it like the go too fast, the screen blurs and you explode in like the very first yes. Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you, you were a car. You were a spy, I guess, and you were hunting spies. I don't know. I was going to say, um, spy hunter implies, yeah. Yeah, anyway. uh, um, and you were a car that drove around and tried not to crash into stuff, and then you would get a power up or something, or maybe it would change landscape, and then you'd turn into a boat, and then you turn into a plane, and the idea was to get to the top of the screen. I can't 100% remember, but I remember loving it, and it was such a again, it was, you know, let's face it, for a lot of these games, I could probably put it with all of them. It, you would play it for about as long as you would load it. And it would take like five, 10 minutes to load. Yeah. And you'd play it for five or 10 minutes, maybe longer. It was hard as nails. Mm. But I don't know a lot of these games. I don't know if they had, but some of them did. But certainly I'm not sure if Spy Hunter had a completion. So I don't know if you played that one, kid, or if we should just no. move on to the next one. I never played that one. Um, I think as, well, as well, I remember with a lot of games would be if you if you get game over, sometimes you'd have to then rewind the tape and then reload Start it again. again. Yeah, and each yeah, level would let, I, I love Could it. Could you I then save scum where you rewind back to a... I don't know. think so. That's a good point. I think you could. I think you could save on cartridges, but I never. My mate owned the cartridge version, but I didn't. I was taped all the way. But I, I remember you had like codes on. You ended a level when it gave you. A I was taking the piss. In. I know you can't. <laughs> Damn it! <coughs> right. <laughs> uh, so your number ten, kid. <laughs> um, my number ten of ones I'm going to try and remember was called Little Computer People. You ever heard of that one? <laughs> no, I think, sometimes I think you make these things up. But go on, tell me about little computer people. Um, I think it was also on the Amiga, possibly. Um, it was. It was not really a game as such. Basically, you had a cross section of a house, um, side on, of course, and you would load it up, and basically there'd be a, a bloke. A little bloke would appear on your computer. Uh, in his house, and you would type commands to him, and okay. 
he would occasionally do them. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. It, this sounds like an, um, a game called Pob or Pod, and you would type in, I don't know if it's a BBC computer, Pod Explode, and it was like a little putty figure, and it mm. would just explode. You say Pod Grow, and it would get bigger. And oh. sleep, and it would sleep. So it sounds that very similar. So this one, you have to type in, you have to type hello friend, and you type in hello friend, and then he waves, so you know you've got his attention. And then yeah. you would say, like, you'd be like, read the newspaper, and he'd go and read the newspaper. Or you'd say, okay. play po- or play cards, and he'd go and play cards and stuff like that. So you, there was no, as far as I know, again, you know, I was very young at the point, I didn't, but I don't think there was a point to it. I think it was just, you have this guy and he does what he wants. But I believe the whole thing with it was each copy of the game, or possibly every time you loaded it, I don't know, they had different personalities. So sometimes they would listen more than others. Sometimes they'd be grumpy. Sometimes they'd be happy, blah, blah, blah. But they'd only ever be one sort of personality. They couldn't be grumpy and then you could make them happy because that was probably too advanced back then. Yeah. Um, there could be have... only one. Yeah. Like Highlander. yeah so yeah. would you type in a command that's like, you know, turn on a light and he would go, fuck off. Like, is that <laughs> pretty much? He would, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. And oh, it was so good. And you'd get him to make a phone call and he'd phone someone and yeah, you could turn, Ooh. I mean, yeah, they, they, he never gave it sounds like the Sims with added tedium. Yeah. And the original Sims. Little to baby. no response in anything. <laughs> and no character creation. No. Well, uh, I mean, but my brother and I used to play it loads. For some reason, it's making me think of Tamagotchis. I don't know if you guys ever... It was essentially a Tamagotchi, yeah, but... But I hated those things. I, I I never had one myself, but my mate lent me like I don't know if it ever happens where yeah, you yeah, lent I had an one. orange one. So can you look can you look after this while I'm on holiday or something or whatever? Which I like you always did, but looking back on it, I'm like, why don't you take it with you? Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um so there was a, a member and I was like, right, so what do I do with it? Well, you just need to feed it. I don't know it's hungry. Well, you kind of don't. Okay, so I'm, I don't know how much to feed it, or you can overfeed it. How do I know that? Uh, it just might die. So okay. like, I mean, so he got that home sounds and like fun. Like, he was like, what if he die? I was like, I gave him a bath. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess no, no different to a real pet. Okay. Can I, just very quickly, while we're on Tamagotchis, do you guys remember Please. the Digimon version? I do. I never had one of them. They would fight each other and they would evolve. Yeah, I never oh. had one, but I do remember that. So you joked about putting it in the bath. I decided when I was a young fool to put mine in the microwave to see what would happen. <laughs> did he feel? Turns out neither the microwave or the Tamagotchi like it. Really? Um, did it bugger the microwave as well? Yeah, like burn the top of the like burn the roof. Because uh, I because I was young, panicking. I was like, it's on fire. Um, and I left it there, just on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I don't have any marshmallows. <laughs> and this is where we this is where we spin off a million miles and my brain just comes in with all oh, stories share share and um, similar idiot child behavior with fire i remember i was in a science lesson as you do um, and there was a bunsen burner in front of me i had a pencil in my hand pencil bunsen burner pencil bunsen burner so put the pencil in the bunsen yeah, burner obviously yeah pulled it out it was on fire my first reaction was to put it back in to, to put the fire out <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put this back where I found it. Fire with fire? Okay, I know how to deal with this. 
Now, of course, I'm going to suggest this was year eight or nine. So I was, I wasn't an idiot. I was a teenager, but brain went, oh no. Um, and then, of course, wind forward um, ten years at university. It goes on fire. You go. I've got this. You run in with a flamethrower. <laughs> I'll put this fire out. I, I was thinking more alcohol, um, and I need to heat up my three-day-old tuna pasta that I made and left on the side for three days. I hope it's not going to give me food poisoning. I know. I'll use this metal dog bowl and put it in the microwave. Why were you eating um, a dog bowl? They're cheap, <laughs> man. They were like 20p for a metal <laughs> dog bowl. So we bought some. Students, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, and um, the thing is, I didn't know about it. I put it in the microwave to warm up and then went back upstairs to play computer games while drinking. And it was only my university mates who luckily came home and went, what? And I was just whatever. And they were like, you put a microwave in the sorry, a, a metal bowl in the microwave. I was like, yeah. They're like, I went, oh, that's <laughs> not a good idea. No, I won't do that again. Have you ever put <clears throat> a CD in a microwave? No. It's my, my friend Ollie used to do it. Um, it's like, it looks like lightning. Lightning like comes out of it and it, it looks amazing. It yeah, doesn't break the microwave. Which we are not condoning nor recommending to anyone listening to this podcast. No, no. It messes the CD up, so we couldn't listen to Avril Lavigne <laughs> again after that, so it was terrible. Oh, man. Life yeah, was complicated. Putting a vinyl in the microwave is fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> should yeah. I, should, should I go to number nine? Okay. Uh, sorry, well, I found a way that I can sure. contribute a little bit. Okay. You guys tell me your top ten. Uh, I can tell you whether you're correct or not, according to the internet. <laughs> That's a really so, good idea. Yeah. That's a fantastic idea. So the um, actual number 10 was so the, a game called The Sentinel, released in 1986. Not God. Um, never so never played it. And my number one favourite game is this. And then Laz will go, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I like this. I like this. Good, good. Little computer oh, people was mine. Right, so, so let's go for... Anyway, go carry on, try again. You've got nine more chances. Go, right, okay. So number nine should be uh, Death Wish 3. So I don't think I ever watched the Death Wish films when they came out because they're incredibly violent. If you haven't watched them, it's literally a vigilante movie. Uh, mm -hmm. Brilliant movies. Um, Charlton Heston, if I remember rightly, effectively... Some bad shit happens, and he. And to be fair, at the time he was a relatively old man. Uh, I say old man; it would have been forties, maybe fifties, and effectively just badass killed everybody eventually. Mm. But, but not in some kind of John McClane. I'm a copper, and I'm awesome at killing people. Just yeah. you know, I'm a regular. I'm a regular John, and I'm pissed off. Um, anyway, there was a Death Wish three game, and unfortunately, the most vivid part of it, which I remember, was killing grannies. So effectively, it was a side side shoot where you had a screen you could run left and right on. I think the screen moved, or maybe, no, I think it was a fixed screen, but you would get to a doorway, and if you pressed up, you went in the doorway, and there were lots of different doorways, and effectively, you just ran along shooting gangsters. People come out trying to shoot you with shotguns, you know, there were hundreds of them, and the idea was to take down all the crime and stuff. But there so were uh, inevitably innocent people that occasionally would come into the screen um yeah. and um you you could either with accidental fire kill them um, or with deliberate 
fire, kill them, or beat them to death. You literally could punch them repeatedly. And of course, that's, definitely, that's not an accident when that happens. We, <laughs> and and, and, and we, we, we killed a lot of grannies because we could. And they say computer games encourage violence. Um, for the record, I've never beaten up a granny or shot one or killed one accidentally oh, you know. or on purpose. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Absolutely knowingly, I haven't knowingly killed a granny. Well, the correct answer is I know because I haven't beaten up any women. <laughs> oh, okay, right, okay. But granddads, I killed a bunch. Was it a was it a, like a side-scrolling one, or was it one where you see yeah. you've got the crosshair on the screen? All right, no, so side-scrolling. Side so kind of like a contra game. Oh. Yeah, I'm just wondering if ever there was a crosshair element to it where the game changed up, where you met a boss, like platoon, or um... it sounds familiar, but also could be BS. Um, yeah. And uh, if we ever do get people listening to us, I'm sure they'll comment. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we ever let them know how to, um, but effectively that was my number nine, uh, kid. Uh, in your non one to ten list, tell me your number nine. <laughs> do you want to know? A, oh, do you want to know a fact first? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. I would love to know a fact first. Yes, Have you please. noticed that all those games you're always going from left to right and never right to left? Yes. No. Well, yes, I have. You but know why? Um, is it, it because that's how they write in? In I don't know. Yeah, literally, it's pretty much you got it. So um, any um, place where the dominant language goes from left to right, um, where left-handedness is not a sin, um, left is the <laughs> unknown, uh, sorry, left is the known and right is the unknown uh, whenever you're talking about art or anything like that. Um, but because that was the trend that kicked off, everyone goes from left to right. But there's lots of other examples. For example, in um, uh, Asian art, where the, the known is on the right and the unknown is on the left. Uh, just because that's the way that you write in those languages sometimes, or top to bottom sometimes. So some 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 games have a left scrolling. That would that would mess me no, up. No, not games. I'm just oh. that's what I say. The games is for some reason it's <laughs> Thank stuck. Go for that. Yeah. Um, Always progress to the right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. Thank you, uh, Laz. In fact, we've fired Dave. You're now our Dave. So. Uh, <laughs> Whenever we need research done, that's, that's it. That's you, Laz. And, and in fact, you're creative with, with comparing our top 10 to the real top 10 of the world. So uh, <laughs> you can remain hired, Laz. And when the royalties come in, you can get... We'll take beans it out. Beans on toast. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I had beans on toast for a snack last night. Kids, what's your top nine? Um, I don't know. I'm going to say... Well, but what, I'll talk, I'm going to talk about the, the light gun games that I remember. I can actually remember one, Just and it was one. called... Yep. That's all you're allowed. Well, I don't. I think it was more than one, but I think it was wrong. It was called no. um, uh, Gangsters, and <laughs> he's just making this up. It was called Shoot Men. Yeah, Shoot Men. <laughs> it was called Call of Duty Shooter Man. <laughs> was it called Gangsters in the proper way, or no, it's just, was it? It was like... just called Gangsters. And I remember it had a few different levels. I remember one of the levels was like outside a prison, and all these prisoners. It looked like an old style prison. And all these guys were like escaping from said prison and you would just have to shoot them, of course. And then the next level was like a top down uh, over a town, like a city. And there was cars driving down the streets and you'd shoot the cars, of course. Uh, and then I remember there was another level which was like in a sewer or something like that. And like army men would come up out of the water and you have to shoot them. And I Sounds loved good. it. It was brilliant, brilliant. 
and it looked uh, really good. On, was, it, was it quite reactive and accurate, or oh, did yeah, you just as good as like the old Nes? Kind of no, no, it was it was brilliant. It was yeah, you had to configure it. Well, but, when I when I saw, I don't know if you've watched, I don't know if you guys have watched or were sad enough to already know how the light guns worked. But I watched a YouTube on it. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I did watch one a while ago, and it's something I can't. I can't really remember because I remember I tried to explain it. I think didn't I? And I think I made you a, did. a yeah. board yeah. well, That's why I went to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a wise decision. You were like, but it's something uh, to do the, with, the yeah. gun done flash at the screen, and and then do do shots on things. And then I I played this game called Shoot Men. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely didn't bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, so yeah, yeah. Gangsters is really good. Gangsters, cool. <laughs> oh, there's so, one really important question. Yeah. Was it AS or ERS? Oh, it was ERS. <laughs> this was the 80s. This was before AS. Oh, yeah, <laughs> gangster. Gangster, right? Yeah. yeah. This is when old the gangsters wore suits school. and top hats. Yeah. Not. There's only uh, one with a CH struggles okay. with that ending difference, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> See, there's, there's another game that's just made my top. Top twenty-four. Uh, <laughs> maybe I do honourable mentions. Of it. So, what was the internet's top eight? Wait, number uh, eight. So, the correct answer. Nine. Was, sorry, nine. Uh, was IK Plus, okay. uh, which what? was a like a Tekken style uh, martial arts oh, really? fighting one. Oh, international yeah. karate. Also, there you go. Renez, I international karate. Yeah. That was that, that your number six? Mind. Is it? That's 26, that is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mainly because of our discussions of not really liking beat em ups. Um, yeah. Not really much. Number eight is one I actually know. Sorry, I got excited. That's oh, cool. Don't, don't peak too soon. Don't peak too soon. Well, let's go. Um, What's your number eight then, Bill? So, my number eight, Bill, is uh, Emmeline Hughes International Soccer. Um, one of the best football games on any system ever where you actually got to play as the players you got to pick your team you got to change their names you got to choose the squad and then when it came to the game you actually joysticked running around and kicking and shooting me and my brother would play it for hours and you would spend hours programming in the names of the teams yeah and a lot of it i remember was heroes and villains you had a heroes team and villains team and the heroes would all be marvel spider-man or hulk etc etc and the villains would be the equivalent villains. that's what i do when yeah, i play uh, Genghis Khan now Genghis <laughs> yeah. Khan, absolutely because yeah. that's how old we are thanks laz um is it was and, it a top-down uh, football perspective or was it an isometric football perspective I'm going to say isometric if that means side on. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, it's kind yeah. of like diagonal. Yeah, I think isometric would be fucked for a football game. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going to say side on and leave it there. Um, I believe our uh, editor and researcher, Laz, has got to get it. Fucking hell. What's it fucking called again? Emlyn Hughes International Emily Soccer. Emlyn Hughes International Soccer. I believe the 1988 version, mainly because apparently there was an International Soccer 1983 version, which was the year I was born. So did not definitely play it when I was zero. Yeah. But lots of hours spent playing that game when it loaded. Go, kid, you're number eight. Um, Robin Hood, which I 
loved basically i don't know it might have been called something else but uh it was a robin hood as in it might have been like the adventures of robin hood or something like that cartoon or real person uh well it's a computer game sorry what i mean is based on the disney cartoon (laughs) oh no um, no or on the disney tale i don't think it was based on anything other than just robin hood um, and it was a side on, you played as Robin Hood, you had your bow and arrow. And I don't think I ever got even past the first level. And you start <laughs> off in a castle. And I remember you had to go and you could, you know, shoot people and you collect items and collect some keys. Save Maid Marion? Do you mean probably. Super Robin Hood? Quite possibly, yes. Super Robin Hood. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, editor. God, I love having an editor. We it, was made, I, I can, it was made by Codemasters, I can tell you that much. Yeah, Super Robin Hood, 1992. Yes. Nice one. Do you know how? Oh, I know hang that? on. It was a, sorry. Apologies. This, this just in. Um, <laughs> Super Robin Hood was a rework. Was reworked as Robin Hood Legend Quest in 1992. Oh, when it was released on the Amiga. But we're not talking about that. So fuck it. I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a tape. It was called Quattro, and it was it was by Codemasters, and it had actually four really good games, four games on it. On it. <laughs> it had, yeah. It, one of them was Robin Hood. One of them was Fantastic Dizzy. Which is oh, amazing. Are these are these making your list or not? Are you just I'm just remembering them now. So probably not. one of them was called ATV Simulator or like all terrain vehicle simulator, which was like you know those side on like motorbike games, like trials where you have to uh, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of physics based. It was like that, but on a quad bike. And I forget what the other one was. I think it may have been well, a motorbike I'm, racing game. I'm going to stop you there because we both know that you didn't prepare for this. So you want yeah. to save those to put in your <laughs> pretend. <laughs> good, good point. Hold on to those quattro games of which you remembered and named two. You, know, you, seem, to, you seem to think you've said three. Um <laughs> So have you, have you have you finished talking about Robin Hood? Yeah, it was really good though. Right, what was what was the real number eight then? Uh, last? It was, of course, Bubble Bubble. Oh, oh yeah. So so I don't mind telling you that's my number one, and I'll talk I'll talk more about that All later. Right. Yeah, but, nice. um, that number one, eight. There better, there better be some good sevens to ones or whatever that web page is where you share it with me. I'm going to not do anything because I'm too lazy. But in my <laughs> head, I'm going to give them hell for not making that number one because that is my number one. Uh, and of course, everything is right according to me. My number seven, which I which I incorrectly told Kid was for the Spectrum. It was for the Spectrum, but my playing experience was for the C64 and that was a game called Paradroid. Which what was that? Paradroid. Paradroid. Paradroid, right. one word, um, where effectively you were a little droid on a ship, and I think you were called OO or Triple O or whatever you were. Uh, it looked like two, you were a sphere circle with two little eyes, and your sole intent on the game, there may have been a storyline, was to destroy or merge with other robots until you merged with Robot 99? Or 999. Um, and effectively, you would, you it was again side scroller, but it was no, I guess the different perspective, the the three, no, where it was, you would move around this ship. It was like it was 3D, but it wasn't top down, it wasn't side on, it would be diagonal, which Laz is going to tell us the technical. That's isometric. The isometric, that's what it was. So, um, what, what was this droid next to? What was he next to? What do you mean, what was he next to? Whenever you add the prefix para, it just means something that's by the side of something else. Uh, no, paradroid, all one word. P-A-R, 
Yes, a prefix is not a word. It, it's a part of a word. It doesn't matter. It was a joke word. for intelligent people. Now move on. <laughs> I think I'm paradroid. And effectively, you could, as 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 OOO, you had no firepower. You could not fire. So your only way of merging and becoming a different robot, once you kind of assi- you almost assimilated it, you you absorbed it, but you became that number then. Um, so you had to sneak up on ones that could shoot you, obviously, because you died. Um, and you had to go into merge mode, which you would press and hold the button joystick and go, woo, woo, woo. And then if you then managed to contact with another droid, you went into a battle, which was you top left and it top right. And there were beads trickling down one side. It's almost like, do you know when you, you're about to pour water in something, but you need to move the pipes around so the water flows down and you had to effectively get a better flow. And you had to, like, say there were nine lines, you had to try and get more lines than they got. So if they got six lines in their flow and you got seven, you then took them over. If it was a draw, I think you lost. No, you started again. And if you lost, you died so effectively you had to keep doing that until you got to a robot with awesome power and then you could shoot and you had one that did like a thunder attack that just destroyed everything on the screen you did it and it went boom and killed everything we had one with awesome lasers where you'd be like boo, 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 like that as a side scrolling robot so it was absolutely the nuts um but only made it to seven on my list Oh. So sorry, just for the edit, Bill, could we get a clean cut of the merge noise one more time? <laughs> that, that's great. And then the lasers noise, just with a little bit more passion this time. <laughs> I realise that noise I made actually sounded like the um, the noise that starts a battle on Pokemon uh, on the Game Boy. <laughs> I don't know. <what> <laughs> <laughs> right, love that game. That's a conversation for others at the time. Uh, number seven. Say, we, then, talk, kids. we have to do a whole episode on that shit. Oh, man, I think we'll, we'll def- there will be a Pokemon, no doubt. Pokemon, no doubt crossover. Don't speak. I know Pokemon is amazing. Um, go, seven. Muncher. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for that. We just want you to move it along. Oh, uh, the first lesbian game on the C64. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, bisexual. No, no, all, all sexual. Anyway, carry on. I guess we can all munch rugs. Carry on. You didn't say that. <laughs> Muncher was, you played, do you remember the Chewits used to have a, like a Godzilla-like mascot? Yes. He was called he was Muncher. Um, <laughs> is he? And the game is basically a, a Chewits licensed game and you play as the muncher it's kind of like rampage you know rampage where you go around smashing yeah, up buildings yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very similar to that but you play as the big green monster called muncher um, um and it yeah it was a side scrolling game and i don't it wasn't quite like you didn't climb buildings i don't think but you could like breathe fire and stamp on buildings and stamp on people and stuff and you start off on a beach and you come out and you, you walk along the beach and you beat up all the soldiers and stuff. It looks like it wasn't meant to be a muncher game, but they just kind of went, oh, hey, we can just slap this license on it and make some more money. 
Yeah, um, okay, makes sense. So that was a lot of fun. And I remember getting quite yeah. far in it. That's a game which does have an ending, I believe, because I remember getting to like level four <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and that was a really cool game. Mm. Do you guys want to know a fun fact about Muncher? Yes, he would love to. He was only called, and it's Monster Muncher to give him his full name. Oh, is it? Um, he was only Monster Muncher for uh, as long as he was on the TV ads. He then became Chewy the Chewitsaurus. Nice, 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 yeah. But thank you for that, Laz. Um, I think Monster Munch got fucked off. Yeah, I would imagine so, so, yeah. So, Laz, this better be a a damn good game, because as I just said, um, you know, it beat Bubble Bubble. So what is Uh, the world's number seven C64 game? uh, It's uh, Mayhem in Monsterland from 1993. That's my number five. Um, is that is that where you got to play all the different monsters like Godzilla fame and no Ash around a villain? Uh, no, okay, all right, fine. No. Is, so is that on your list? Keith? I think that is actually called like Monster Attack or something like that. I know the one you mean, but Mayhem in Monsterland. I can tell you a bit about that. Well, I will do in a minute when it, I get to. Is it, it on your list? Yeah, yeah it actually is. List, list. We'll, we'll come to it then, um, if that's okay. Yeah, it's right. a brilliant, brilliant game. Number six is maybe a bit boring, but. Um, I'm going to chuck it in there. It's another football game. Um, was was quite football mad as a kid. Um, and it was a, a game... Now, I don't know what version it was, but I'm sure it was just called Football Manager. Um, and I, I did Wikipedia, I did Google it, did look at it. There were different versions. It didn't quite look as I remembered it. But it was a football management game, uh, as it sounds in the title. Um, and again, you pick teams. Your guys got injuries, yeah. I think. Um, they had like an eye next to them if they were injured. I think they had a P next to them if they were penalised because they had a red card or a yellow card or something. You picked your team. You went up in the league. You started as Hull. You always started as Hull. Oh. You could change the team name. You could change the player names. But you always Hull. I remember that much. Um, <laughs> and um, Do you think that's where it was made? The team that made it were based in Hull, I bet you. I just or imagine they was were... At least a fan. The, they, they were the underdogs of the year, I reckon. They must have been. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember them ever coming to any 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 uh, claim or fame. But um, either which way, that was you. Unless you, ch- again, like the other games, they were switched on. You could change the name of the players. You could change the name of the team. Uh, I don't think you could change the name of the teams, but you could definitely change the name of the players. Um, so you always had your mates, your brothers, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, the person you hated was on the other team or you never picked him. <laughs> um <laughs> but effectively didn't have that much hatred as a kid, so definitely didn't do that. Um, But what I liked about it was when you had your picture team and you were ready, it then did uh, highlights of the game. And again, this was definitely side on screen and you would have, it would flick between one half was your end, the other half was their end, and you'd have three or four players uh, attacking, three or four players defending, and a goalkeeper. And effectively, they would... It would start with one of your players and they would kick it straight on, down or up. And that was all they would do. And they would kick it. And if it went down to that player, then that player decided to kick it left or up or down. And it was all pure random. And if it went to the defender and they called it, they would either kick it up or down or left, so forth, so on, until it went off for a throw in, went to the other end, Mm. went in the goal or whatever. And it was hilarious because you would kick the ball and 
obviously this is not great um, audio content, but you kick the ball at the top of the screen, trying to describe it as best I can, and it would trickle along towards the goal, and then the goalkeeper just sometimes wouldn't run up for it or wouldn't run up very fast, and you'd be like, come on, just move <laughs> up, move up. Or you would egg your players on by when this player down here got it, you'd go, kick it up, sorry, when the player at the bottom of the screen got it, you would say, upsies, upsies, or straight aheadsies, and inevitably when he'd kick it down, you'd be like, Oh, why would you even kick it down from that angle? You only had to kick it up, you moron. Um, and then it would tell you the result at the end of the game. And they had cups in between the league. Uh, very, very involved game. There's another one that hasn't quite made the cup, but it was it, hours. We would lose hours, which were probably minutes, but it felt like hours. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing is okay. that it's like watching 10 games of Pong going on, none of which you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that would have saved us time if I'd have described it that way Laz thank you for being here <laughs> post edit cut that do it in my voice and have it there um, Kid unless you've got any questions comments or concerns you're number six please um, can is, I yes another fun fact yeah please Football Manager was the first game that didn't introduce it by name but introduced the concept of a one more turn game um, like civilization, Sid Meier's civilization, those sorts of things, where that mindset of, oh, if I just play one more, then just, oh, just one more thing, oh. that, like that hook of just, oh, if I could just have done this, that would have been different, and then I would. Yeah. yeah. Just one oh, more good. season, just one more season, that's all I need to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Mars. Okay. Thanks, Lars. No, that's fine. Kid? I'm Mine is, is going to be a kind of a cheat because it's two games, um, but it's no, two games called Cauldron. So there's Cauldron 1 and 2. No, um, you can have one. Which one makes it in there? Well, I'm going to say two, but I'm going to talk about them both anyway. So <laughs> Cauldron, Cauldron 1 was basically because I love, like horror is my favourite thing. So like Halloween, anything oh. Halloween based, blah, blah, blah. I love it. So this, these are, they're not horror in any way. They're just based around Halloween. So in Cauldron 1, you play as a witch and you, you go <laughs> so, on your. So hang on, you telling us about horror was completely pointless. Like, I love horror. Horror is great. The game wasn't really horror. It was well, Halloween. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that kind of theme. Um, but you know, so, the art style of it is ahead. more like Megan Mog. Do you remember Megan Mog? Yeah, anyway, there's like a book series no. and of a witch and her cat. But anyway, you play as a witch and you have to fly oh, yes, around sorry, and yeah. you have to get like you have to get ingredients for a potion and find some keys and you fly around on your broomstick um, and you fire magic at sharks <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> well, well hang on I was with you all the way up until fire magic at sharks so yeah because you're flying over the sea to find like you have to find caves and stuff which have all these items hidden in them why are um, the sharks a problem then you can fly because well yeah but sometimes you've got to go a bit lower so you can shoot the sharks and, still yeah. not a problem <laughs> uh, oh, oh, they've got items in them you want items Possibly, so I can't got, remember. Got shocks. But I remember playing that all the time. So that was really good. And then Cauldron 2, which is the sequel. Um, you play as a pissed off shark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. His day was Revenge of the shark. Um, <laughs> you actually play as a pissed off pumpkin. Um, and the witch from the first one is now the bad guy. So now you're a pumpkin out to stop the witch. And the kind of the hook with this one is you're a pumpkin that's constantly bouncing. So you're always bouncing. So it's 
kind of physics based. So you have to time your bounces and it's a huge castle. You're in a huge castle and you have to bounce around the castle, again, collecting items, blah, blah, blah. I never finished any of these games. I don't know what the hell, uh, I don't know if, you know how you do it, but you know, you'd bounce around well, the castle. How do you flit around these games so much? You had to complete these games. This was all you would have. You'd only have one of these games for months. No, we had loads. That's I don't know where they pay. came from. We used to get loads because they're only a couple of quid. So I think my dad would just buy us a load to shut us up. The thief fairy. Yeah, but um, yes. You need to check your privilege, young man. I had to do three years of piano lessons just to get a fucking Game Boy. Wow. <gasps> by then, the Game Boy Advance was out. <laughs> they said to learn the ukulele. <laughs> <God> <laughs> But Dad, I want um, more than just Tetris. Nope, that's all you get, son, Tetris. And Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusion. That's it. Damn. I have a really, like, I know the origin of the trope of witches that would fit in nicely there, but it'll take too long. So I'm self-editing that out. If we have time at the end, ask me again. All right. Outro. Sounds good. Those are the um, Cauldron games. The Cauldron games are fantastic, and they're great to do, um, to play at Halloween. They're really good, like, Halloween kind Halloween of... Halloween theme? To play with your yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. October right. podcast, retro yes. ha- Halloween games. Exactly. Um, so that's my number sixes. Cool. Right. So, Laz, number six, according to the interwebs. Uh, it's a game called Turrican. Oh, yeah. Oh, Turrican yeah. is awesome. So as far as I cool. can see, it looks like Metroid before Metroid. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of, um, it's a site. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's on the Super it's Nintendo and everything. It's on shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts, that game was the nuts. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's made 27 on my list now, you'll be pleased to know, because um, oh. that, that wouldn't be my top 10, but it would definitely be in there. Um, but yeah, Torican was brilliant with lots of different specials and power-ups and yeah. rolling into a ball. There was also yes. parts where you would just get stuck. and you're only So it was just Metroid. Did Metroid rip this off? Um, yes. I'm trying to think. When, I think Metroid cool. came out first. But because yeah, I've only played Turrican on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we wait for the, we wait for the, the last edit. Oh, we see which one came out first. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Tur- say Tur- Metroid. Place your bets, gentlemen. I'll go Metroid for me. Which one came first? Metroid will be like 86, and Con- and Turrican will be 88. I'm not going to even guess. Turrican later, 90. It might be later, actually. but So you got the year spot on for Metroid's release. Turrican was released in 1990, so Turrican yeah. ripped off yeah. Metroid. So Brilliant. between us, we got it both right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. All right. We the should pros. team up more often and have Lars always there to edit. <laughs> hey, it's the kid here. Thanks for listening so far. That's part one of our Commodore 64 podcast. Uh, it went on so damn long, we split it into two parts for you. Anyway, stay tuned and keep an eye out for part two coming soon.